It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, licensed and registered dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Here's an inspiring success story from one of my clients. Mike took the 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss series with his wife to prove to her that our program wouldn't work. I love it. I know. He's up for a good challenge there. However, within just two weeks of following the weight and wellness way of eating, he was starting to see some positive changes. And after he and I sat down for his two-hour nutrition consult, we just kind of went through, tweaked his diet plan a little bit more so that he would continue to lose weight and feel better. Now, on the last night of the class, he mentioned that last year he went hunting, got lost, and had to call 911 because he didn't have the physical capabilities to really get himself unlost. Wow. I know. Scary, right? Really scary. Really scary. However, this year he is 35 pounds lighter. He's going hunting again and has more confidence because he is no longer thinking through mud, as he would like to say. And he has much more energy. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Now, someone else, as you have heard here, who knows a lot about losing weight, having great energy and good good cognition <laughs> is my co-host, Nell Calls. Good morning. Good morning, Brenna. It is so nice to have you with us. Yeah, it's so nice to be here. Yes. Now, Nell has been a client at Nutritional Weight and Wellness for many years. I was actually calculating it's been eight. Eight? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think she's been with us for maybe five. 2008. Yeah. 2008. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. So it's been a while. It's been a journey. <laughs> now, you've lost 90 pounds. Yes. Okay. And you know how difficult it can be not only to lose that weight, but to keep it off. I do. Yes. And so, Nell, we are coming into a very tough time of year for a lot of people, especially health conscious people. So what tips do you have today for our listeners to help them prevent that holiday weight gain? Yeah, this is a tough time of year. And last year I found it out especially tough to avoid uh, I I actually did gain exactly 10 pounds, so I hope Dar didn't base that on my own exact story, <laughs> but she probably did. Um, but I've got six strategies to help people get through the season. Okay, so let's start with your easiest tip. So my first tip that I practice very often and something I always recommend to my class participants uh, is never to arrive to a party starving. That's a, That sets me up for failure, failure. every time. Uh, make sure you've eaten in balance all day long. Even having a small balanced snack before leaving the house is really important. Yes. Now, Nell, what do you mean by eating in balance and what would you consider to be a balanced snack? So something I've learned through nutritional weight and wellness is that eating just toast and peanut butter for breakfast is not a balanced meal. 
It's really important for people to eat balanced meals and snacks consisting of protein, carbohydrate, and fat together. Um, one of my favorite balanced breakfasts is two scrambled eggs with a little turkey sausage mixed in, some feta, feta cheese for protein. But I also add asparagus. Yes, asparagus in As- my breakfast. Asparagus. I think I turned you on to that one. <laughs> you did. You did. As my carbohydrate. Um, and I cook it all in butter uh, to help keep me full. Um, I have focus in the morning. I can get through work. A small snack that I enjoy eating in the afternoon is a half a cup of cottage cheese for protein, topped with some blueberries and chopped pecans for carbohydrate and fat. And if I eat this balanced snack at 4 p.m., PM, I won't be starving at 6 p.m. when I arrive at the party. <laughs> <laughs> that is key. Yes, definitely. So that afternoon snack really helps keep you from heading straight for the appetizers. Yes, and and it sometimes even um, prevents me from having that drink, which then leads to other problems. Yes, (laughs) lowered inhibitions. Exactly, exactly. And uh, oh yeah, those uh, those crackers and that chips and dip look really good. (laughs) So in the past, I would skip lunch and snacks before a party and I'd think, oh, I'm going to save my calories or points depending on the diet plan I was on. Yes. But in reality, I was just setting myself up for a binge, which is really common around the holidays. 100%. And I think this is something that a lot of our class participants can really relate to just following that pattern of eating where you're just like, oh, I'm not going to eat in the morning or I'm going to just have this little piece of toast. Yeah, I'll save my carbs or I'll save my I, calories or whatever. Something. Yeah, yeah. And then you just get there and yeah. go crazy. Yes. So once you get to your family gathering or to that work party, what foods do you choose to eat? Right. Because like so many families, my family does not just have one dessert. Oh, no. We have a whole table of cookies, bars, pies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it sounds like your family is a lot like mine in that you probably also have at least two kinds of dinner rolls yeah. and several starchy side dishes like mashed potatoes and corn and stuffing. Yeah, we sure do have all of those. And no matter what kind of party I'm at, my second tip for people to help them avoid gaining weight is to focus on and choose to eat mostly protein and non-starchy vegetables. So I fill my plate with cocktail shrimp, deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are a lifesaver at this time of year. Yes, they are. Yes. Ham, turkey, and roast beef, whatever meat is available. And it's surprising you can find a lot of stuff on those tables that that I can eat. As long as you're looking for it, right? So I know that this protein will keep my metabolism revved up. And by choosing non-starchy vegetables like celery and cauliflower and broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, uh, even a nice green salad and green beans, I know that I won't set off that sugar alarm in my brain, which I have very loud sugar alarm. (laughs) (laughs) So you really make your holiday meal into a balanced meal, a very nutritional weight and wellness meal. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so explain this sugar alarm in your brain because we did not learn about that in anatomy. No, I don't think I don't think they teach that in school. I don't think so. <laughs> so when I eat sugar, it's like an alarm or a siren goes off in my brain, and it tells me to go eat more sugar. Uh, the same things happen if I decide to start eating bread, which I will admit I had a piece of bread last night, and then I had another. <laughs> 
Um, this is why I really do need to abstain from desserts and bread all year long. So this is my third tip to help people avoid holiday weight gain. And I wish someone had had given me permission mm-hmm. to be an abstainer. I listened to the the Gretchen Rubin show. Was it this summer? It was this summer when she was on. She's the oh. author of Better Than Before. Better Than Before. And I think The Happiness Project. Right. Because there's this, there's this part in our culture where it's like, well, you're depriving yourself if you're not participating and eating all of the pies mm-hmm. and cakes and cookies. And hearing that show really gave me permission to, you know what? I need to be an abstainer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now really what you're saying is that you no longer believe in the old everything in moderation. Yeah, that that caused years of torment for me, actually, because because when you just accept that, you know, I I just can't do certain things. Um, and, you know, most people are like that. Many yes. people in my classes and my nutrition for weight loss classes are like that. Um, and it's a message that I, I kind of meet out over the 12 weeks, but sugar and processed carbs for me are like alcohol to an alcoholic. I am addicted. I, it's easier for me to never start eating these foods than to try and have a little. Like last night? Like last night. And I, and I said, well, at least I'm just coating it with butter, right? And, and I woke up, I didn't have good sleep. I, I woke up, you know, not feeling as, as good as I normally feel in the morning. And so it's like, was that worth it? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So I think, again, for a lot of our listeners, you know, they're saying, but don't you feel deprived by not allowing yourself to eat your old favorite holiday treats? You know, those things that just come around once a year. Yeah, not at all. In fact, I find it liberating. That that was the trap I fell into last year was, gee, you know, everyone else is eating it. I should be able to at this point in my journey. I'm choosing not to eat these foods this year, and this allows me to not crave them. I have so much more time to think about other things in life, like how much fun I'm going to have with my family. Um, I'm taking my son. I said, I'm taking my son clothes shopping today, and I was thinking, well, we'll go out to lunch and I'm just like, I could have, you know, a burger on a salad and just as easily as I could have a big old burger on a bun. Right. Right. But you just make that choice and you have a meal that is more appropriate for you. Exactly. And that's okay. It's okay. But I, by not eating sugar, I never set that sugar alarm off. That is awesome. So I think this is probably a good time for us to take our first break. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. What does the research say? This is a phrase we often use when teaching our classes. During our breaks today, Nell and I are going to look at what does the research say when it comes to some nutrition myths. So first one up is to eat less and exercise more. When we come back from break, Nell and I will dispel the ancient weight loss myth as well as continue discussing how to avoid gaining weight over this holiday season. If you have questions for us, please give the studio a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian. In studio today with me is Nell Calls, who has lost over 90 pounds eating the weight and wellness way. Nell, I bet you once believed in the eat less, exercise more myth for weight loss. I sure did. And all that exercise did was make me hungry. (laughs) And then I'd overeat instead of eating less. So let's look at what the research really says. 
In one study done by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, when women cut their calories by 50%. Oh, boy. 50%. Can you imagine <sighs> no. eating 50% less? No, I'd be not a fun person to no. be around. <laughs> so they cut their calories by 50% for 12 weeks. So about three months. They lost 10 pounds of lean body tissue. Oh. That means they lost 10 pounds of muscle. And they slowed their metabolism by 9%. This drastic calorie restriction also meant that their exercise routines became less effective and they actually burned 16% fewer calories during exercise. For myself and many of the class members in the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, the old eat less, exercise more myth simply Mm -hmm. leads to slow metabolisms and weight regain. And the weight regained is not muscle it's fat. <laughs> so you look different. You look different. I call it, you look fluffier. That is the story of my life, that one <laughs> sentence. Regaining weight, and it was never muscle. No. Um, so for people struggling with a slow metabolism who want to stop being hungry all the time, I recommend getting scheduled for a one-on-one appointment with the nutritionist. I still come see you. Yes, you do. Regularly. Um, after eight years. They will help you under, better understand your metabolism, your cravings, and how to finally get your body working with you, not against you. Uh, so to make an appointment, simply dial 651-699-3438. Even if you live outside the Minnesota Twin Cities area, you can still chat with a nutritionist over the phone. And we did have a caller on the line, um, but I guess she disappeared, so... I don't know. Yeah, maybe she'll come back. Maybe she will come back. Yes. So before our break, Nell, we had kind of been talking about being an abstainer. Yeah. So abstaining from what? Yes. Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) All of all of the things that I thought were my favorite things. Right. Yes. Um, And now I have new favorites. I think that's really an important message as we go through the holidays, because we all have things that trigger, you know, childhood memories and, oh, geez, my mom makes the greatest stuffing. And um, and I think I think none of that really um, even, you know, the bread I ate last night, I'm just like, what what was up with that? (laughs) Um, it, It just it just doesn't matter as much as the results that I see. Um, from all of the things that I'm doing to right now maintain and even lose a little of the weight that I gained a year ago because right. I'm still I'm still pecking away at that 20 pounds that I gained over the holiday season mm-hmm. and I should say it was more like 10 pounds over the holiday season but then subsequent it kind of continued months, it was called a snowball going down a hill <laughs> <laughs> gathering steam and more snow yes and I think what really hit me was last I think late, earlier this summer you came in for a chat and (laughs) you really made the point. You said, when I go to parties, when I'm around people, it's really helpful when I can actually focus on the people I'm with and not just standing there eyeballing the food table. Yeah. It's so liberating to be able to know, you know, tip number one, eat before you go, be, be satiated and satisfied. Um, is to have the freedom and people who've struggled with their weight have have usually have food obsession to some degree mm-hmm. and to be able to go to a party and be like you know I don't I don't have to do that anymore I can just I can just be here for the people um and and you know eat when I need to right um that's a very liberating um perspective for somebody who's been obsessed with food all their life yes yeah so your tip number 3 was to abstain 
Yes. If you need to be an abstainer. If you need to be an abstainer, yes. it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it is okay. But now there are some moderators out there who are going to want to eat that mm-hmm. slice of pie or enjoy a cup of eggnog. So what suggestion do you have for them? So tip number four is really only for people who are truly moderators. Um, so I say celebrate the day, not the season. <laughs> if you can enjoy a slice of pie on Thanksgiving and a few cookies on Christmas Eve, then eat them and thoroughly savor them. Then get back to eating in balance. I will say, too, eat quality. Yes. That will eliminate a lot of the stuff that's around, you know, just dumped on the on the corporate kitchen table, mm-hmm. right? Or at work or the candy dishes. If you just say, I there's a certain level of quality I'll accept as a moderator, um, that will eliminate a lot of those gross cookies full of bad oils. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, those trans fats. But make sure you are not eating these treats every day between now and the end of January. Yes. <laughs> or the end of February, since we also get to throw yes. Valentine's Day in there. Yes. Oh, so St. Patrick's Day is coming up in March. I'll just stop. <laughs> I'll just I'll, yeah. keep going. I'll keep going. Um, so, again, some people can keep cookies in their freezer for months. And this is kind of where my husband and I fall into. Um, and we they don't necessarily call our name right versus other people can't do that right for moderators i do think it's important to put an emphasis on the enjoyment factor choose only the foods that you really love and don't feel pressured to eat everything on the table and this makes so much sense to me and as you were talking about kind of doing the quality foods because again i'm more of a moderator and this is something that gretchen rubin talks about in her book better than before about the fact that it's like 90% of dietitians are yes. moderators. Yes. Which just really struck me and I go that's very true. Yeah. So they apply their worldview onto the to co- everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like well you can have a cookie every now and again when really like Nell should not be having a cookie no. every now and again. No. <laughs> <laughs> and really a lot of our clients should not be having a cookie now and again. Um but here's the thing. I don't like mashed potatoes. Yeah. I don't really like dinner rolls, but I do love my mom's snowball cookies. Oh my gosh, that sounds enticing. (laughs) (laughs) Because she makes them with butter. Yes, good. So (laughs) it's one of those where if we're at a meal and there is the mashed potatoes and the dinner rolls and the corn and all the things that I could really just care less about. Yeah. I don't eat those. Yeah. I stock up on the turkey and the green beans and then I save a little room for a couple snowball cookies, not an entire platter. A dozen. (laughs) Not a dozen of them, but I do have a few. But that's because I can have a few and stop with a few. Right. And do you continue to crave more cookies or eat them every day between Thanksgiving and Christmas? That's what a lot of people do. Right. (laughs) Especially when they're sitting in your freezer or on your counter. Yeah. Um, I will say that just kind of knowing that they're around and I'm like, oh, well, I only get them once a year. I might be a little bit more apt to kind of want them. Yeah. But knowing that they are not going to be coming home with me. Yes. (laughs) So they kind of they stay in Iowa. Yes. They don't necessarily come back to Minnesota. (laughs) They don't hitch a ride. (laughs) Or if they do, it might be maybe five of them. Not again, an entire batch. So it's pretty easy for me to not necessarily get caught up yeah in all of it yeah that's a good way to put it getting caught up so just to reiterate people who are abstainers should simply not start eating foods that trigger cravings for them but moderators tend to do best when they allow themselves to have small treats now and then 
But for weight maintenance, not every day. Yes. And notice I said weight maintenance. Weight loss, another story. (laughs) And I think that is a good key because we are really talking about more of just how to prevent the holiday weight gain. Yes. Yes. And I find as I'm talking with clients right now, a lot of them are saying, you know, it would be great to be working on weight loss, but really my goal is to just not gain weight yes. this year. It's it's such a smart, I, I have the same message for my students and my, my classes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now these are some great tips, but I know your fifth tip might be a little bit of a challenge for people. Yes, it definitely will be a challenge for some people, but, but I believe it is also very important. My fifth tip for avoiding holiday weight gain is to exercise. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, but before, because I want to make sure we have some yeah. good time to chat about that, let's go to our second break first. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. What does the research say? Again, Nell and I are looking at what the research really says as we also discuss our six tips to prevent holiday weight gain. Do you believe cravings are simply a sign of weak willpower? Hmm. Hmm. Do you find that this time of year, your willpower goes right out the window, (laughs) right out the car window as you are driving to grandma's house? Well, stay tuned. When we come back, Nell will discuss where cravings really come from and how a special supplement helps her kick those cravings. If you have questions for us today, give us a call in studio at 651-641-1071. And so that would be, you know, questions about Holiday cravings, yeah, anything. Weight gain. If you got questions for Nell on how I'm an the, open book, yeah, how she does this, you know, <laughs> give us a call again six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian. Today, Nell and I are dispelling nutrition myths and giving you six tips to prevent holiday weight gain. Do you believe that cravings and giving in to cravings is simply a sign of no willpower? I certainly used to believe this, but now I know that cravings actually come from an imbalance in the brain chemicals, serotonin and dopamine. Even though I make sure to eat plenty of protein four to five times a day to support my own ability to make these brain chemicals, I also take three capsules of Crave Control before my meals, which contains the amino acids 5-HTP and tyrosine. Researchers have found that supplementing with 5-HTP and tyrosine help raise serotonin and dopamine levels in the brain. When I take Crave Control, I no longer crave my old favorite foods, pie being one of them, (laughs) pizza. And this time of year, taking the Crave Control Plus makes it so much easier to say no to all the holiday treats sitting around the office. Now, if you want to purchase the Crave Control Plus, stop in any of our now seven... We have just like in the last year, I think we've grown by like another two offices. Yeah, that's awesome. We are now in Eden Prairie at the Green Lotus Yoga Studio. You can also shop online at weightandwellness.com and then just click on products to go find the Crave Control. Yes. So good stuff there. Now, before we went to break, Nell was going to start telling us about her fifth tip to prevent holiday weight gain. Which is, again, um, avoiding holiday weight gain is to exercise. That might be surprising coming from the Dishing Up Nutrition (laughs) show here. But it is a really important piece. And I'm sure everyone knows that exercise is important for maintaining a healthy weight. But 
Is there a specific type, amount, or intensity of exercise that you have found to be beneficial for yourself, Nell? Yeah. So you've always told me, you know, it's it's about if you're not getting the food right, good luck at the gym. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see the results that you you want to see. Um, so I have lately um, found a trainer and a gym and a place that I go. Um, I'll have to give a shout out. So Scott Sutherland and it's Sutherland Fitness in Rosemount. Um, and it's it's truly been pretty life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've uh, so I, I've been on this journey for now eight years where I've you know, from the time that I hit um, nutritional weight and wellness's door. I've experimented with a lot of um, movement because I, just being self-aware um, of my body, I know that I, when I'm not exercising or if I'm just doing, you know, maybe some light walking a um, couple days a week, I do not see results. I don't see um, the the type of changes in my body that I like to see. Um, so I know I need that exercise and I know that I now need resistance training and weightlifting. Um, and for women, that can be a tough message that they need, especially when I think about the people in my classes, um, that, that weightlifting should be a part of their plan. Yes, it should. Um, and it really does reshape my body. We, you and I were talking, um, before, before the the um, show started, and I just have been noticing, you know, when I'm actually lifting weights, I'm like, oh my god, there's definition in my arms, and um, I things are not as heavy or burdensome to lift. I can take the stairs no problem, uh, and I think it's really important that people have somebody. So in my journey, you know, I started. I think I've started with hot yoga and yoga, and I was doing a lot of that. Um, stretching and that was wonderful and it got my metabolism going to a certain extent. Um, and then I've tried kettlebells. It was kind of, I was on this path though that no matter what I tried, I was getting injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what happens when you're injured, then you want to stop doing everything. Yes. And I feel like when I'm in my classes, um, with my, with my students, when we come to the slide that's all about, you know, <laughs> how are you your moving body? your body? And yes. I kind of, sh- I kind of open it up to the class and say, so what are you doing? And, um, sometimes we're met with crickets. crickets. <laughs> and then, and then I'm, I'm, I work very diligently to tell them what I do. Um, but I kind of ease that message out because I think a lot of people are afraid yes. of exercise they're afraid of lifting heavy they're they're just af- afraid for whatever reason and i think it has a lot to do with the things that i struggle with which is just the ability to do things because i was heavy for so many years yes not able to do things um so one of the things that scott does so incredibly well for me is correcting my form mm-hmm. and i realized i'd never done a push-up before i'd never done, really done a sit-up i'd never done a proper burpee and so that's why i was injuring myself so if people can get hooked up with somebody who can really um you know help them really get into the positions and really get the most out of their resistance training i have seen in just you know since the end of august when i started working with him and pairing that with the weight and wellness way um powerful results yes and that's what i remember earlier this summer when we were kind of reconnecting getting you really back on track 
was you made the comment you were like you know last year when I was doing kettlebells you were talking about how you you liked the way your waist looked yeah. and you were getting you know just more toned your Michelle Obama arms uh, yes exactly <laughs> well those are coming back <laughs> yeah. and then when you fell off plan yes and you were just like and I injured myself so I yep. you know I injured myself and and I'm and I'm just going to be honest I, I I was I was I was so sad about that because it was working right yes yeah and then I I my lower back was just like not I not just, happy with yeah, you not happy with me <laughs> no and you really made the comment you were like you know I'm kind of following the plan but I'm not really exercising yeah. and you were just really down on just how you were looking and feeling. And I made the comment, I said, but Nell, you have seen what can happen when you pair eating the weight and wellness way with good exercise. Yes. Like almost immediate results, right? Yes. It just took you to a new level. Yes. And, and a level that, like I, like I said, like a level that I didn't think that I could get to. And the thing about where I'm working out now is that Every a lot of people are seeing those results, right? And and they're women of all ages, shapes, and sizes. There are men in that class too, but um, I mean, and I get a lot of inspiration. And this has always been the case, even in when I was taking yoga classes. There, a lot of people were really thin in those classes. I get a lot of inspiration just from seeing people who have also struggled with their weight, and I see what they're what they look like, and also more importantly than what they look like, what they can do with their body. Because I know you were an athlete in high school. (laughs) I never was. I was never an athletic person. Well, and I'd like to just point out that I did not have the high eye hand foot coordination (laughs) so by athletics um i could run (laughs) right 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 fairly well but uh, i was never like oh yeah let's go play soccer i was like no i was the last kid picked yes okay (laughs) um and and i think that people who've struggled with their weight and for so many years like i i just can't do i mean there are times when i tell tell my trainer scott like i can't do that and he's just like you know, no, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I can. <laughs> and it's amazing. And, and, and I think it's just, it's just, you know, getting over that. And I really do think people who come to us and they want to lose weight or they want to lose, you know, fat and gain muscle. I, I do think they want the healthiest body they can be going into, you know, an mm-hmm. old age scenario. Um, they want to be like Dar, you know, she's, Gosh. Amazing. I don't even kettlebell, know. Kettlebell, swinging a kettlebell. And she's over seven. What is she? Dar, I'm really sorry. I think you might be 78 she's, now. Yeah, she's seven. She's pushing eight. Let's just say she's pushing 80. <laughs> and you look at her and she's vivacious. She's working a ton. Um, and, and she, yeah, she's my model for this. So, right. and so exercise while, while I think you know, the eating plan is so crucial for people. That 80%. Struggling. It's that 80%. Uh, for me, my personal journey, that 20% of the, you know, really intense um, lifting and just making sure that I'm getting my exercise in is is really important. So when you say lifting, are you using like two pound dumbbells? Yeah. 
<laughs> or I, what I do you think I can hear now? my trainer laughing in Rosemount. Um, yeah, no, I'm not lifting. Yeah, because that's what we would do when we'd have you know yoga classes, yoga sculpt, those kind of things. We'd have these little little dumbbells. Uh, no, I'm I'm. Uh, let's see, I had thirty uh, pound dumbbells on either side doing yep. a um, bench press, which is like you know that's tough. Um, no, I'm lifting hev- heavy weights. Heavy weights. Yeah. Yes. And as long, I think it's, it's you know, because people get freaked out. That's like, oh, that's for men or that's, you know, that's for people who are weightlifters. And I, I, no, it's for everyone. As long as you're getting in the proper form, um, you can get more out of your exercise and make it more productive for yes. yourself. And you're not spending five hours in the gym. No, no. No, because you're working out, what, three, maybe four days a week? Yep, yep. yep. And then just trying to get lots of walking in it. Yes, like. I do. You know, just sitting on your tuchus all day long <laughs> <laughs> and then going to the gym, that's not going to work either. So I, I really do bits and bites of walking throughout the day. And those 10 minute walking segments, like, you know, four or five times a day really add up. And I do use a pedometer so I can mm-hmm. count my steps and I do shoot for 10,000 steps a day. Um, but just getting up and, and getting enough, you know, foot just time movement. in. Yeah, yeah, just movement in. Um, so I'm not, you know, getting in the gym and, and I've been sitting all day. Right. right. Yes. And for many people, they come up with reasons as to why they just they can't exercise or just even move their body more. But really, in order to simply be healthy, we have to move. So if right now all you do is sit at work and sit at home, maybe try and set a goal of walking every day for 15 minutes or one mile between now and the end of the year. And by January 1st, you will have walked 40 miles. That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Especially when starting out, little changes can be bit, make big differences for you. Anything to move your body more is better than doing nothing. That's the other message too, right? Yes. Let's get rolling. Because Any- I started slow, you know, when I first started that 90 pound journey, I started with, with just a lot of walking. Yep. And then I moved up from there. Yes, exactly. Now, we do need to take our last break for today. So thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. What does the research say when it comes to losing that midsection fat? Should you do crunches or should you eat only broccoli and dry chicken breast? (sighs) Delicious. (laughs) What is the real cause of gaining weight around our middle? When we come back, Nell and I will dispel the myth of spot reduction. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Brenna Thompson, licensed and registered dietitian. I see clients in the North Oaks and Maple Grove Nutritional Weight and Wellness Offices. With me today as co-host is Nell Calls. The last nutrition myth on our list is spot reduction, trying to lose weight in a specific place. I used to think that if I just did sit-ups and cardio, I could get rid of my abdominal fat. But after working with nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, as well as meeting with my personal trainer three to four times a week, I now know that the only way to really get rid of the abdominal fat is to cut out processed carbs such as bread, pasta, cereal, and anything with added sugar. But for me to really see the results I want, it also took lifting weights. And not little two-pounders. Not little two-pounders at all. (laughs) So in 2003, researchers at the University of Colorado compared weightlifting to cardio exercise in both men and women. And they found that 15 hours after a weightlifting workout, exercisers were burning 22% more fat for energy than... Okay, so 
the exercisers who were lifting weights. Yes. Let me get this right. All right. <laughs> exercisers lifting weights were burning 22% more fat for energy than the exercisers who were just doing cardio. Okay. And this is my favorite, favorite thing to say today. So now I'm off the elliptical, which I did do the elliptical. And it was just like, wow, can't get those hours back. Nope. <laughs> and into the weight room to do my squats and lunges. Afterwards, I make sure to eat plenty of real protein to support my metabolism and fat burning. That's right. So, Nell, we now have people, I think, eating the weight and wellness way. Yes. Hopefully. Um, And we've given them tips, I think, to inspire them to get a little more movement in, get some exercise. What tips do you have for the beverage choices during the holidays? So tip number six is to sip wisely. Have you noticed how many different winter lattes there are now? (laughs) Gingerbread, pumpkin, eggnog, peppermint, hot chocolate. Oh, boy. Pretty soon, they'll probably have a turkey latte. All these sweet coffee drinks along with holiday cocktails can quickly add inches to the w- quickly add inches to the waistline. Have you experienced this? Uh, yes, once or twice. Yes. <laughs> I've been down this road. Don't do it. <laughs> Even ordering a skinny or light version of these holiday lattes will still give people a big dose of sugar or artificial sweeteners. And as we know, eating or drinking sugar typically triggers just more sugar cravings. Also, our bodies really like to store that sugar as fat. Imagine a medium fat-free pumpkin latte will still turn into 10 teaspoons of sugar in your body, and that sugar will be used to make body fat. This winter, I've heard of many nutritional weight and wellness clients who are making their own spice lattes, I included, Mm -hmm. using a recipe posted on the Weight and Wellness Facebook page on October 8th that uses real cinnamon, coconut milk and liquid stevia to create a delicious warm beverage and i did find if you um pulse it a couple times in your blender it makes it nice and frothy so you get that kind of nice frothy thing going on yeah yum i'm also a big fan of in the morning i might make a cup of coffee and then we have the chocolate dynamic green yes i do that too and i'll just put like a little sprinkling like i don't even use that much and make kind of like a little mocha Num. type of thing and then earlier this summer well not summer back in october ryan and i went hiking nice in california and the rei group we were with at night we would have what we would call hot beverage time nice and we learned to take granted there we were using hot cocoa mix and mint tea packets. Oh. So what I have come back to Minnesota and have been doing is I take like the mint tea that we have in office and I will brew that and then I'll take a little bit of the chocolate oh. uh, stevia, stevia drops. drops. Yeah. Put a few drops of that in there. And so it's my own little homemade grasshopper. Yeah. You can't underestimate the power of like hot tea and some of the great flavors and all the great tea shops that are out there now. Exactly. You can get through this without those lattes. <laughs> yes, you can. Although I will say having balanced blood sugars is really important because the other day I it was getting close to lunchtime and yeah. I was at Target. And you know how they have the Starbucks there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, a mocha sounds really good. Really and I good thought, right now. <laughs> what am I thinking? I don't ever crave those things. Yep, yep. It was snack time Eat or first. lunch time. Exactly. Yes, Eat first. <laughs> so yeah. So on the weight and wellness page, October eighth, Facebook page, we have the the drink recipe. Yes, and it's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, now, alcohol, as you mentioned, is another beverage that can really derail people's weight loss efforts. 
When we drink any alcoholic beverage, our liver has to work to detoxify the alcohol out of our bloodstream. So while it's busy doing that, it simply pushes any extra sugar, carbs, or fat right into storage. So we aren't saying you have to completely forego your glass of champagne or Minnesota craft beer, but limiting your consumption to a drink or to two, a two drink maximum at a party is a good way to moderate how much alcohol you're getting. Now, I also advocate for this two drink max. I'm sure many of our listeners know that any more than one to two drinks seems to just lower their inhibitions, making it harder to say no to that extra serving of cornbread or chocolate fudge. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's so me. Nothing good ever happens after two drinks anyway. But also, if you choose to imbibe, I also recommend drinking water between your alcoholic beverages. This way you stay hydrated and prevent yourself from reaching for another cocktail. That is so true. And we do have a caller on the line. So let's go ahead and take this since we got some time. Good morning, Miss Laura. You have a question about sweet potatoes? I do. Good morning. I love your show, by the way, and I just got through exercising with my dog. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay. So um, every year since I since I since I've been born, the um, women in my family use a lot of butter and a lot of brown sugar and for the sweet potatoes, and sometimes they add the mini marshmallows. So my question is: Is there a healthier alternative to still having sweet potatoes and making them sweet without adding the brown sugar? Well, I've never fully understood the whole like we need to add a ton of sugar to the sweet potatoes in <laughs> the in the dome of because we all have this the yeah. dome of marshmallows yes. that get cri- I mean yeah, yeah. marshmallows yeah <laughs> I mean on our website so weightandwellness.com we have okay. a really good sweet potato wedges recipe I believe it's on the website yes it is um so okay. that I mean that's more of a savory take on it but I'm also um I've done sweet potatoes and then I mash in um, you could do butter, but you could also do some coconut oil, maybe a little oh. coconut milk in there. It okay. adds a little sweetness. Okay. It has a natural sweetness. And then oh, awesome. also okay. put in just like a little vanilla and maybe okay. a little like cinnamon or like pumpkin pie spice with it. Yeah. Okay. You don't need All the marshmallows right, awesome. or the brown sugar. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome because I know that it also regulates blood sugar. So I, I like that. So thank you very much. I love your show. You're very thank welcome. You. Have a happy holidays. Yeah. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you. Bye-bye. All right, Nell. So I think we've given everyone some really great tips on how they can avoid gaining weight over this holiday season. But let's just quickly go back and recap all six tips. It makes sense. Number one, make sure you eat in balance all day before going to parties. That even means eating a balanced snack of protein, carbohydrate and fat an hour or two before leaving home so you don't show up starving. And then eating everything in sight. Exactly. Tip number two, fill up on meats and non-starchy vegetables at gatherings to help you avoid high-carb or high-sugar foods. Number three, choose to abstain from foods that trigger compulsive eating, such as cookies, rolls, and pie. And other things. Snowball cookies. Snowball cookies. <laughs> Number four, celebrate the day, not the season. If you are a moderator and find that eating a few snowball cookies doesn't trigger season-long sugar cravings. Number five, move your body every day. Find any way you can to get in more exercise and physical activity. And finally, as we were just talking, number six, sip wisely. Limit your consumption of sweet holiday beverages and alcohol. Give yourself a two-drink max when at family gatherings and work parties. 
So, you know, I think we just want to thank everybody for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition today. If you found this show interesting, you know, please share it with a friend or family member. Our message each week is on how eating real foods can really support your health. It's a simple but a powerful life-changing message, right, Nell? It is. So life-changing. Yes. Now, be sure to tune in next week to listen to a rebroadcast of our interview with Anne Louise Gittleman. She talks about everything menopause. I listened to that and was just, I was blown away. Yeah. Even if you're not at menopause age, I think it's really, it's, it's good to be listening and to understand, you know, what's coming and how you can make the best of it. Or maybe what happened. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So have a great weekend, everyone. And happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.